How many BYU fans wish they'd have kept the $5 and not watched the loss to Toledo last Saturday? Rivals has arrived. Hello, folks. It's that time again for Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck on the phone from the far reaches of the Plains of America in the heartland, Chicago. Hello, Jason. How are you? Uh, Out here devoted to my life of football and my family and coaching the grandson. That's what retired life looks like for Jason Buck. He (laughs) travels back and forth as a hired assassin coach for for 12-year-old little boys, right? Is that what true. It's, yeah. It's, it's 13-year-old, 8th graders. I'm sorry, yeah, 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah, don't mess that up. No, 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 no. And so no, I think it's I think I am it's the a hired assassin, that is true. I think it's wonderful <laughs> that you do that for your grand grandkids and I'm sure that those will be th- memories and things they'll cherish for the rest of their lives. Oh yeah, great memories. I'm I have a bunch of boys out here that love me and I love them and our football family. It's always a great experience. Unfortunately, there are not great memories of BYU and Toledo. Where no, you, we where, paid our five bucks. We we paid our five bucks. Paid your five dollars. Do you wish you could get your money back? <laughs> oh, <laughs> apparently, oh, that the, one, yeah. Apparently, yeah. apparently, the best part of the whole game was the announcers trying to um, annou- uh, say uh, salami katakis. They they kept messing up uh, Kalani Sataki's name, oh. and they just butchered. <laughs> they were butchering the Polynesian names, yes, right? They yeah. were they were not ready for it. That was that was funny. <laughs> Moroni Putu, or it, what they call it, Macaroni Putu Tau, or, or yeah. La 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 Tutu Tau, yeah. Oh yeah, no, we were laughing our heads oh. off. You know, it, addicts who thought. You're right. If you're not familiar with, uh, you know, the Polynesian culture like we are in Utah, you're going to – even then you struggle a little bit. You know better, and you got to get there a day ahead and just practice the names. The, the best way I've heard, Jason, is just to say it with confidence. Yeah, <laughs> and it exactly. Usually, it like usually, you know. Yeah, it usually comes out pretty good if you just say it with confidence. Um, okay, <laughs> so g- give me some of your thoughts because I, I have some very strong opinions about this. Some of them – well, they're, they all lead to a good point. Let's just let, – so I'm looking at this from – how do how does BYU get better? But I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts from your observations of the game and and let's just face it you get your five dollars worth you get to tell me how you feel. Right, you know, the, look to be to be very honest, and you know I talked about that this going into the season and going to this game that this was by no means a gimme game for BYU. So does it doesn't surprise me that they lost in Toledo. You know, playing on the road against a solid Toledo team that was nine and three last year. So, you know, it's disappointing, of course. I mean, you, you, it's really disappointing. But that's really kind of the level of play that BYU's been at for a while. They're playing at that, you know, third or fourth place level in the MAC and third or fourth place level in the Mountain West. And that's, that's really that's really who that's really who BYU is right now. Right so, so, so they're playing right these now. teams like yeah. South Florida and and Northern Illinois and Toledo and some some of these schools and 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 even the Boise States and the Utah States. That's the that's the caliber of talent that on a regular Sun Saturday, uh, not Sunday because they don't play on Sunday, a regular right. Saturday. So so they're they're going to compete at that level. 
and they have to show up and they have to do all these things. But that's kind of that's really what the expectation of the BYU fan is, right? It's not that we're much superior than Toledo. It's like we got to show up at this game and we got to play our best and we can't turn the ball over and we got to do all those fundamental things in football or we will get beat. Right. I mean, that's exactly where we're at. And, you know, you're a fan. I mean, I, I wish we were dominant. I wish we were, you know, 11-2 and two and beating Utah every other year or every, you know, three years or something like that, you know, playing at the level of even Boise State. But we're not right now. That's what independence has got us. And it's frustrating. But you got to manage the game. You cannot overlook a Toledo. You can't fly down to – we should – get after South Florida, you know, looking at them. But we got to travel all the way to South Florida after a tough loss, and you got to take care of business. And, right? and you got to manage, manage that yeah. game. And you've lost your quarterback. and You've you're, you haven't you lost one. your quarterback and, who, and a great running back, yeah, right? And, We've had two yeah. really terrible injuries. No question about that. So here, here's one of the thoughts for, for me about, about this game. And, and when you have a young quarterback like this, um, this is this is a bit of a challenge, or or you've lost a Zane Anderson, and you've lost uh, a Tyson Williams, and even though he hasn't been there long, these are guys that have been playing football at the collegiate level for some time. So those are the right. types of players you have to lean on for that leadership, and that leadership is what's going to say what's going to come out of my mouth right now, and that's that um, there's a tendency when you're young. You go, oh, BYU's kind of handling Toledo through most of the game. And then it's almost like they took their their foot off the gas. It's almost like they felt like they arrived. And they weren't really judicious about finishing out the game. Like, like you've got to take care of business. I don't care if you're at Toledo and you feel like they're an inferior opponent. You feel like it's a step down from you or whatever to even be there. Uh, Whatever it is. That you, it doesn't matter. You you need to take care of your business, and you never let off the gas pedal. You never give you, you know give in. You never you never stop playing hard. You never get uh, conservative. You keep playing hard and aggressive until the the game is over. And when you have a young Absolutely. quarterback and you have some of your older players that are out. It's it's human nature. It's it's nobody's fault. It's not a coaching issue. It's not a player character issue. It's just a human nature issue that you have to you have to learn to battle through and not let creep in because it, it creeps into everyone. I guarantee you, you could probably tell me five, ten different games in your career oh. where you oh. just thought you'd made it and thought you'd arrived in it. And, and now all of a sudden it's, you know, you got your, you got your butt whooped. It's your greatest danger, right? I don't care whether you're in the high school, junior high, NFL, college. <laughs> the principle you're talking about is, is you're hitting the nail right on the head, and you cannot let it creep in. And I, I, it's a subtle thing, but I'm, I'm afraid uh, BYU has gotten caught up in it. And, it. and it really started, I started hearing this from fans and players of the new generation, you know, from the Bronco years forward, especially when they moved independent. And I started hearing this talk all the time about we want to play the great teams. We don't want to, we don't want to play these nobody teams. Right. We don't want to play these stinking Mountain West low-life teams. We don't want to – I started hearing this attitude, right, that is really speaking down to the Toledos and the, you know, Utah States and the Wyomings. The and, Northern and Illinois. Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was like 
and there's this whole subtle attitude. And I'm telling you, it carries into the locker room too, and the players listen listen to it. And you know what? You can never step on a football field ever and think you are all that and walk out and play somebody in Northern Illinois or Toledo because you are going to look at getting upset because they are working hard. There might be a lesser program, but they're going to come out and punch you in the mouth and play their guts out and play with pride. And you got to walk out every week and be ready. I don't care if you're a P5 team like Florida State that just lost, you know, at home to Boise State. That's embarrassing, right? You got to come out. You cannot look down and take this attitude of a holier now a little bit and say, you know, we're mighty BYU and, you know, you little conferences like Mountain West and Mac or you're way beneath us. And I've heard this. And now look where we're at. We're at after 10 years of independence. Like I said, we're playing at about that level of third or fourth in the Mac and the Mountain West. It's backed up by our wins and losses, right? Yep, it is. And it, so, it, it so is. If, so if you're going to compete on a week-to-week basis, you've got to bring that attitude. That, that, you got to bring that yeah. attitude, man. you got to own that field every time you walk out on it. I don't care if you're playing Toledo or UCLA. You're owning that football field, and you're going out with the same approach week in and week out, and you never overlook anybody. I learned a lesson in life, Scott. You know, I've told this story. My foreman at, um, up at the seed plant I worked at before I went to Rick's College and I walked on, I was a 6'5 kid coming out of high school, 6'6", 200 big 210 pound guy right and everybody's telling me about how tough this five foot eight foreman is and out in the warehouse so i said i walked up to him honestly at lunch hour in front of all the employees and said hey i can take you this guy sitting in his cowboy hat and cowboy boots we're out in the pallets and the cement floor of the warehouse and we line up against each other with all the employees watching and this guy takes me to the ground and just whips my butt in about 30 seconds flat, right? And he's like 30. I thought he was old. I thought he was this 35-year-old man, right? I'm 18. But the point is, I went on to become best friends with this man. He was my foreman and found out that he had he was a three-time state champion in wrestling, never lost a wrestling match in his life. Went to Rick's College, undefeated, beats the national champion, undefeated in junior college, breaks his fingers before the national tournament. Never lost a match in his life. I mean, I'm, I'm wrestling in like a Schultz gold medalist right in this warehouse in idaho and i don't know it i'm just this cocky kid you know out of high school thinking i could take on anybody and this man became one of the greatest mentors of my life and was humble as could be and here he is this gold medalist type wrestler in a warehouse in idaho and i'm telling you i learned a lesson that day you never underestimate anybody if i'm 6'6 280 in an alley and i got some 5'8 guy coming up to me saying he wants to take me on I'm going to take him on like he's the toughest dude in the world because you never know who you're up against. And it's a lesson that, you know, BYU could learn or anybody out there, the Washington Redskins for that matter. You never underestimate an opponent because you do not know what you're walking up against. Well said. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Uh, Zach Wilson is out indefinitely. It's probably four to six weeks, I guess. Who knows? Um what, what does Top that mean? News. What does that mean to this team? And uh, want your thoughts on it because I know I have some. All right, welcome back to Rival Scott and Jason. 
course, BYU had a tough loss, and uh, wonder how many fans um, paid the five dollars to watch BYU lose to Toledo and wish they hadn't. Uh, I was, <laughs> that's a, is that, that's a tough uh, shot, man. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. I'm sorry. Not really. We but... paid, hey, I was out here in Chicago. We paid our five bucks. You know, the family all sat down and watched the game. You know, we're all cheering and pulling for them. And you know, it was a it was it was a tough loss to swallow. It yeah. was, and to see Zach Wilson go down. You know, you're, you're looking at the end there, right? We get our turnover, and we think, oh my gosh, Toledo just blew this game, right? They're going down with an easy field goal to win it. They turn it over, and we turn right around and turn it over. Yeah. So. It was it was it was a tough one to to lose, but the injury is worse. The well, losing losing uh, right. Zach so, so you, for a yeah. month. Or so, so you have Zach worse. you have Zach out, and uh, and and part of what I said in the first segment was for a young quarterback. And these are those lessons you have to learn about. In your mind, yeah. you just have to keep focused and keep just like next drive, next drive, and finish it out. You watch these teams and you watch these players that are successful. They they get this. They understand it. I'm just telling you, it's it's really the thing that separates really good players from great players, from players that play at the next level, the the ones that really have the success in their careers. Get that concept. So yeah, I I it, so that part of that message was this is something that Zach Wilson really needs to learn. And then of course there's this, you know attitude which which part of it i love but there has to come a point when your decision to throw these passes that are um marginal at best that it's almost it's almost a little flippant it's 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 this casual attitude about yeah i'll just make that throw because there there have been times when you've made it or you're playing in high school and you can, you know, in each level there, you're going to have to learn. Yeah. There's just certain throws. You just, you have to be, you have to be really careful about yeah. how you throw them. So yeah. but Scott, what he needs, let me throw this in here and keep your thought that he needs a Scott Mitchell as a quarterback coach. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Maybe, a, you know, or a Ty Detmer, he needs a real experienced veteran, personal quarterback coach that helps them develop. That's not, you know, guaranteed. They're going to make mistakes, right? You got to help them through that and help them grow. And and well, there, there's, cer- there's certainly some insight that you could bring to the table. There's no question about it. Some, uh, well, yeah, know, they, amazing they insight. Look at the insight that Steve Young, Bosco, McMahon. They had Scoville, you know, Tolner, Holmgren. They they had some great, uh, you know. Coaches, quarterback coaches, standing right over them. They also right? had people and ahead of process. sure. They had people ahead of them yeah. that they got to watch. Yeah, and that's that's kind and of non, for several it's, years. It's non-existent in college football today because it's like, you know, especially in the quarterback position, you you're, you don't have the luxury guys like Jack Tuttle at Utah, who was supposed to be a really good player. He just said, "Forget this. If I'm not starting as a freshman, I'm going somewhere else." And, and it's unbelievable to me, Scott. It's it, unbelievable it, to me. When you have the opportunity to develop to be an NFL player, you know, all these guys, Mark Wilson, McMahon, Steve Young, Bosco, all those, they, they all sat in the system for two to three years before they had their chance to play. Developing, right? And then had great NFL careers. I mean, you know, most of them. So you it, could, It's really helpful. There's no question about it's it. It's very helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. But you yeah. need a parent and, you know, especially – you know, to stand behind them in a 
coach to tell them, of course, the coach is always telling them, be patient, be patient, develop, right. develop. And they, they hear, they, they listen to the clippings and they act like, you know, an entitled generation and they're not patient enough. Well, and they see these other places like, you know, this Tui Tagovailoa and, and they see J, uh, JT Daniels at, at you know, um, USC. They see a lot of these guys coming in as freshmen and playing and you go, shoot, they're playing at the best programs in the country, and I'm not at the best program in the country, and I, I'm not playing, you know, then, yeah, you know, it's hard. So so here's where I think this is actually good, that Zach Wilson gets hurt. And and, and I'm trying to put a silver lining here, on this. Right. Here, I'm, here, I'm, I'm waiting to hear this from right. how it's good. So so when, <laughs> so here, here this kid, he came in, played seven games last year, played five games this year, and now he has to sit. And so he's got a, a really good taste of playing the the lesser part of the schedule and now playing the harder part, the Power Five teams. So he's had right. this whole year. It's almost like it's almost like this is the end of his first complete year of playing. And there's something about taking a break from that, and you get to now step back because before now, all he's focused on. Okay, I got to get ready for the next game. I got to get ready for the next game. What's the game schedule? You know, what's the what's the game plan? What new plays? You know, what things do I need to work on for this week? Blah blah blah. And so you're in that weekly game prep grind, and it's a grind, right? And yeah. so so then when you aren't in that grind anymore, you get an opportunity to say, okay, I get to reflect and assess where I really am as a player. And he'll he'll be able to step back from it now and look at it from a totally different perspective, and that perspective from the sideline not playing is is like, it's not like when you're out there in the huddle. Very different look, and there and and he'll be able to right. see things from from this big this big picture. So at the University of Utah right now, this Cam Rising who was at Texas, and and a really good player, he's redshirting this year, and do you know where he sits? during every single Utah football game right next to Andy Ludwig in in the coach's box looking down on the field. So he's oh, that is awesome. Right, exactly. That is awesome. So he's Never hearing thought of that. That was awesome. Genius, right? So he's hearing yeah, all genius. of these plays. He's watching it. He's watching someone do it really well. From the box. From the box. That's awesome. Yes. And so That's he's awesome. getting an idea of how how the coach is attacking a defense and how he's you know how he's setting things up, and what what you have when you get that is is Zach Wilson will sit out and he'll it'll it'll just eat him alive, and he'll he'll go oh man I I, I told he'll he'll know how to be a better player, and and right. he'll, and he'll he'll be mature as if it's been like an off season almost, and he'll when he comes back and plays and it'll be like wow and he'll be a different player when he comes back. So yeah, that, I can see that. So that's one. Yeah. That's one side of this that's actually a positive for Zach. It's a positive. Zach can make this a positive for himself. But it will be better. It'll be better for the team because what's hurting him now is making that one throw. Those stupid throws yeah. that are are just too, bad decisions. They're they're too casual. He he has to be more. Right. He has to be more selfish and more judicious with the football than what he's being right now. Because the 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 result is is catastrophic. Well, yeah, and, he's young and he's in his mind, and a really really young guy like that that's a 
you know, stud, they 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 tend to think they're bulletproof, right. right? Exactly. And he's like you said, so casual, flippant, whatever you know, whatever word you want to use for it. It is a guy, a young guy that thinks he's bulletproof and he's going to make every throw work, and he's forcing those plays and making bad, you know, bad decisions. So here's the here's the yeah. other thing I think is good because I think injuries, as long as they're not season ending, I actually think they help the team out in the long run in that they they create depth. And I saw this at Utah a year ago where these these players came in and they and they got a chance to play and they got a chance to learn from game experience, which is so invaluable. And and they had success along the way. And so now Utah's a deeper team. It's a better team because be, because of some of these um these guys the who had to step in. And by, by the way, by the way, you you're running back who, you know, you said can throw the ball. He's, yeah, he's he's playing pretty good, Jason. Just he, play, he played great. He played great. No, that no, last no. Game. no, it's not the last game. It's the last yeah. nine games in a row that he started. He's thrown fourteen touchdown passes and two interceptions. He's uh, yeah. he's like he's in the top ten in all passing categories in the country. He's number two in passing accuracy and and uh, passer rating in the Pac twelve. And there's a yeah, lot of really so good quarterbacks I, in the Pac-12. I might have to. I You're going to be eating eat a little crow. Yep. I uh, might have to eat a little crow. Probably have to shave another letter in your I chest, will. Jason. Before this is no, over. that stinking letter is still in my chest. I know, isn't it? it wax- I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of waxing now. Just so you know, it it really works. <laughs> I got some. It does work. I got some areas I may have to wax because that that's. I've pretty... had that. I've had that stinking you in my chest for a month now. Yeah, and it looks it, it looks good too. All right, so so the other thing is you have you got a bye week, and then you play South Florida, which which on your upcoming next month schedule, that's the best team you want your you want to break your quarterback in. No, you know, that is true. So getting, Hall has a long ways to go. You know, it, he has no experience. He was thrown into the fire there. You know, at Wilson. You know, and it wasn't a time to really assess him. But what I saw no. was like. No, he's definitely not the starter, right? Zach right. Wilson was definitely better, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. He, he'll be able to develop, and you're right. South Florida is who you want, but then you got you know Boise State and Utah State, a couple of real critical games. That, and the tougher you know, of the two is at home, you know. So he's playing yeah. Boise State at home. So and he'll have he'll yeah. have now played three weeks, and so 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 my point of this is. If you have to stick him in, it's the best time to stick him in. You get a bye week, which is invaluable for him to actually get the two weeks to really prep to play in the game, and then and then he gets to come home against Boise State, and and of course you'll have to go on the road to Utah State. But what it does is it gives this kid an opportunity to get in a game and gain experience, and that will help BYU down the road because. You're you're kind of seeing a little bit that you may you know as long as Zach Wilson's young, and and kind of flamboyant and and yeah. brave, he's going to open himself and subject himself to injuries. And you got to yeah. have another guy who can play and and can win games for you no, if, you if that's to. the case. So I know I know yeah, it stinks for BYU, but, but it does because they're putting him in a tough spot right now. Yeah. And you know the South Florida game also turns into not a guaranteed win. It's one that they should really pound them. But you got some doubts going in there, traveling all the way to Florida. And then I'm telling you, buddy, Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State are must 
wins for BYU this year, must, must wins for BYU to prove they can play at the top of the Mount, a G5 conference. Right? Uh, no question. I mean, they, they, those, they're, those to me, to me, those are bigger games than their, you know, P5 games going two and two and they, their, they really you know, are. P5 yeah. games. They're, they're games yeah. they, they've got to compete in. All right, well, got to. this round of rivals is over. It's over. We're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck. He's Scott Mitchell. We're powered by KSLSports.com. Find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rivals Show. And until we see you, uh, we'll see you when we see you. Take care. <laughs> Words of wisdom.